Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 19 of Chasing Banners. This is episode 19. We haven't put out an episode, me and Ryan, in about two months. And when I tell you that that has been the longest two months of my life, it has been the longest two months of my life because I have been missing recording this ep- uh, recording this podcast every week with my amazing co-host, Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself to these wonderful people that may have forgotten who we are because we haven't been around in a while. Um, I am here to inform you I'm back. Dante is back. Chasing Banners is officially back. Confirmed. Back. Confirmed. Com- back. Um, yeah, I'm happy to be back doing this. Uh, Dante and I got really uh, held up with a lot of um, life factors in the way. So that is why we have taken a while off. But now that we have found ways to get around that, we are coming back. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just hyped. I'm, I'm hyped we're doing this again. Yeah, uh, hype is an understatement. I've missed talking about the Celtics. Um, I miss doing this pod. It's just, I, I love doing this pod so much, and especially with you. So I'm glad we were um, able to figure out um, a time to get back to it. So, yep, we are back confirmed. Chasing Banners is back. Uh, Ryan, we, uh, we have, we've missed a lot of things. We've yes. missed a lot of things over the last few months. Uh, we're not going to be able to cover it all. We're going to cover every second. We're going to cover as much as we possibly. We're going to cover every single second from the day that we stopped recording to now. Um, No, but we have a few things to talk about. Well, first and foremost, I didn't even introduce myself. My name is Dante Toro, in case you guys forgot. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. You can find my blogs, um, my my, podcast, Chasing Banners. You can find a link to that in my bio. Uh, And of course, Ryan, you can follow him on Twitter at 401 Sheehan, um, and he also has his podcast, A Sheehan's World, so everyone needs to make sure to check that out as well. So, all right, now that we got the intros out of the way, Ryan, did I mess anything up there, or was your intro fantastic? No, it was actually spot on from what Perfect. we usually do. Perfect. That's why I love to hear. I was no, telling no Ryan, rust. Before we did this, I was like, I haven't done an intro in forever. Uh, I don't know how this is going to go, but you know what? We're just going to keep going here. So, first thing we want to talk about, first thing we want to talk about, because it is – the more uh, recent news with the Celtics, Gordon Hayward is now a Charlotte Hornet. Um, there was this whole thing going on about, you know, where he was going to go, whether or not he was going to get signed and traded somewhere to Indiana. I know the Knicks, um, they were playing a part of whether or not, you know, they were just going to sign him once free agency started. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, the Charlotte Hornets come in and sign Gordon Hayward to a four-year, $120 million deal. So he makes $30 million a year over the next four years. At the time, obviously, I mean, I was pretty upset because there was no sign and trade announced. It was just Hayward is leaving. Hayward isn't a guy that I've wanted to trade. I've always thought that, you know, it was unfortunate with his luck. I thought he played very well for the team last year, and I would have loved to see him stick around and help this team uh, raise a banner. Um, but, you know, it, always doesn't, it doesn't always work like that. Obviously, it came around and there was a sign and trade that was announced, and the Celtics got a $28 million trade exception. We love that. $28 million, the oh. largest trade exception in league history. And they've been doing this, uh, trade exceptions have been around for a few years now. $28 million is ridiculous. That is almost as much as Hayward will make in his first year. So, uh, before we kind of jump into that, Ryan, what were your, you know, when you got the news that Hayward was leaving Boston and he was going to Charlotte, like what, what was 
what were your initial thoughts? Like what was going through your head at the time? My initial thoughts was what happened with the Indiana sign and trade situation. And, you know, I wasn't extremely mad. I wasn't even really that upset that we got absolutely zipped for Gordon Hayward initially. Um, and I'll explain my reasoning after, but it, the initial shock was just what happened with Indiana and why all of a sudden is he going to Charlotte? Um, come to find out years ago, he actually had a deal in place with Charlotte until Utah, until Utah matched it. So obviously he had something with Charlotte, but you know, I, I saw the um, trade that uh, Indiana was offering to Danny. It was, Apparently, it was Miles Turner, which he was the key piece anyways. And then there was uh, uh, Doug McDermott was a piece in there. Would have loved uh, Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, I would have loved, I would have loved him. him as just like a sharpshooter in the corner or something like that. And then also, I guess they were offering a, a first-round pick. So they were offering a haul, except it wouldn't have mattered anyways if they had completed the deal because – um, Gordon Hayward ha- still has to put his name to the paper. Mm-hmm. So even if that deal, right, was reported that it was done, it wouldn't have been officially it wouldn't have done been. Yeah. until mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward actually signed his name on that paper. So, um, you know, I, when, when he ended up going to Charlotte and that uh, was the news that came out, my first thought was obviously, like, even if that trade did go through, it wouldn't have mattered. So all those people getting pissed off that Danny blew it and everything like that, even though he didn't, now that we see the outcome of it, finally, um, they, they just all missed that nothing would have even happened if that yeah. actually – if the trade actually happened, it wouldn't have happened. That's would the you, point I'm trying yeah. to get at. Would you have wanted – so obviously now we see the full details. We got the trade exception. I mean, we got a second-round pick. What, so what? Would you have preferred taking the Indiana package, like let's say Turner and Mc, McDermott instead of what Charlotte gave us, or are you happy with what they ended up getting? I think I'm happy with what we got, and let me tell you why. I've heard a lot of things about Miles Turner, right? Everyone wanted him. There was a lot of praise for him. Even I myself was like, why wouldn't we just take this guy? I mean, he's younger than who we have now. Locked up for a little bit, too. Yep. If you put him into the system that we have, then maybe he'll improve. But it does make sense as to why people wouldn't want him to begin with because he was getting torched by all the best bigs in the league anyways. Mm -hmm. And why would we want to trade for a guy when we already have a guy that's like that to begin with? You know, yeah, like and that, how much and that, better does he actually Danny make Price. us? Like people right. talk about him being able to spread the floor and stuff. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, nowadays big men don't really have the shooting stats that guards do. I mean, he shot 34% from three. So he has that ability to spread the floor. The best thing about his game, honestly, is his defense. Like he averages two blocks a game. He's averaged over two blocks a game in three of the five years that he's been in the NBA. He's one of those guys where it's like, if it was like, all right, like we can get Turner for not really much, like, okay, I'd be fine with that. Um, but now, especially that, you know, the Tristan Thompson signing happened and everything, I understand why we didn't get Turner. Because if I'll Solid be completely time. honest with you, like, I'm not saying Thompson's better than Turner, but they're really not far off as far as like skills and what they bring to the table. Like Turner is a better shooter then Thompson Thompson actually shot like nine for 23 from the three point mark last year. So he's getting better at shooting. Um, but you know, it's like, why would you 
trade someone or take on all that salary and you can get someone that can do virtually the same thing for $9 million a year and then use that trade Hayward's uh, do a sign and trade elsewhere. So it's right. like you get more bang for your buck, I guess I will say I was very annoyed when the Indiana trade did fall through more of the fact, because I think that Danny age was asking for way too much because yeah, it was just him it. being selfish at that point. Like I understand what you said, the whole Hayward had to sign. And I, I get that, but I'm just saying it based off of what he was asking for, because right. I know uh, there was a thing that came out that says the Pacers offered Turner and uh, McDermott or something like that, or Turner and a pick even I think was the original. And then Boston wanted Warren Oladipo, like we don't even know if we even wanted Turner. He might have just wanted Old Depot and Warren, to be honest with you. So when I saw that, I was just like, dude, like, yeah. Apparently, he was going to ship out Turner anyways. Yeah, I was just like, don't make this too complicated. Like Old Depot, like name wise, I love Victor Old Depot. I think he's an all star talent when he's healthy. But like in Boston, like I just don't think I just can't see that. Doesn't um, T.J. Warren? I'd love T.J. Warren, but um, Danny was asking for too much. So. Uh, and then one other thing that really annoyed me with what um, with everything going on with uh, Gordon Hayward when he initially signed with uh, Charlotte, it confused me because, in my opinion, and obviously it all worked out at the end, but it annoyed me because Boston gave Hayward so many chances like the past three years. Like he got hurt out of his out of his control, out of Boston's control. Boston could have gave up on him the last two years, like, but they still gave him a chance and they still allowed him to try to get back to where he was before. And then for Hayward, just to sign elsewhere, you know, that just like rubbed me wrong. Like I was just like, there's no way this guy is just going to leave for nothing after everything we did for him. So I'm happy that, um, they got something worked out and plus it's good karma. We helped the, uh, Hornets out last off season with Terry Rozier and getting Kemba when the sign and trade. So, I mean, that kind of, we helped them out then now they're helping us out now. So, um, it all worked out. Um, now that $28 million trade exception to anyone that really doesn't know how that works. Cause I know a lot of people were tweeting at me yesterday. Basically what it is, it's, it's like, it's like it's salary that you can use in a trade. So like, let's say someone makes $25 million a year, obviously the Celtics, they can match that with salaries. They can't just take that on cause they're over the cap, but they can use that trade exception to absorb that money and bring that player in. So now that we, you know, we have an idea of how much we have and how much we can use, is there any players that you've thought of, Ryan, that the Celtics should target with that $28 million? I know you can kind of split it too. You don't have to like use it all at once. You can kind of use it in different areas. But is there like one player or two players that you've thought of that could really like help this team by using that trade exception? Um, well, a couple of names that I saw uh, someone tweet out that would uh, fit that reasonably there was Eric Gordon, there was Giontae Murray, there was Larry Nance, Norm Powell. There's a lot of names on mm-hmm. that. Um, a couple of names that stood out to me first would be Aaron Gordon, because I think Aaron would be just a perfect fit for the Celtics team. Um, he's an athletic freak, and he's just, you know, he can spread the floor and everything like that. Um, I think he would just fit the team well, but um, his role might get a little bit messed up considering he's between like a three and a four. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely so, probably be playing four. Yeah. So I would see him more at the four and if that would even be possible, it would be sick. But, um, and then another name I saw was Dylan Brooks. I just thought of Dylan Brooks for bringing him off the bench. Um, sure. I think him and um, even if Na- Naismith is coming off the bench too, that's just going to be absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, and having Marcus Smart run that group, which is a Memphis, nice. right? 
What's is that? that? The, is Brooks in Memphis? He is in Memphis oh, right now. Is. Okay, and, I, I and, didn't know if I was thinking of the right one. Yes, yes, solid. I really he's like He's a great Dylan shooter. Brooks. Great yes. shooter. And back, um, I'm a big Oregon guy. So back at his Oregon days, uh, I was very big on him. Oh, there you go. Got some Oregon and, ties there. And then there was uh, another name that came up was just like, George Hill, Thomas Sadoransky, just like random guys. Yeah, yeah, guys that um, would help fill out the roster. Yeah, even Norm Powell, I wouldn't even mind. Uh, a a guy like, yeah, I think he averaged like 11, 12 off the bench last year. Yeah, exactly. Even a guy like Norm Powell, if he's bringing some points off the bench, why not uh, take a shot at him? So there, I mean, there is a lot of names um, to look at. I haven't really been able to, um, what is it called, narrow down the names, mm-hmm. but like a couple guys like that, like again, like Aaron Gordon, like Dylan Brooks, like even Terrence Ross. Even I see yeah. his name here. Like we're, we're not looking to add another superstar or something. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a role player. Yeah, it, definitely. that's what it will be. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that for sure, and I, I like those picks. I mean, it's kind of a trick question. I say, who do you think we should get? Because there's actually like a ton of players you can get with twenty eight million dollars. Is very few players that um, make more than not not very few, but there's not that many players that make more than that a year. Um, some players I was thinking of, like, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm not really thinking of, you know, going above and beyond, just more of guys that can fit the role, um, just do things that the Celtics need. And I have, I have three guys that I would really like the Celtics to go for. Two of them I think are realistic. One of them is not as realistic, but it could happen. Um, Evan Fournier on the Magic, another guy on the Magic. You brought up Aaron Gordon. I'm bringing up his teammate, Evan Fournier. The guy can score. The guy can put the ball in the basket. Um, I think he averaged a little over 18 points a game last year. Um, can shoot the ball, shot 39% from three last season. He just plug him in at the two guard, have another guy. I mean, Hayward averaged 17 points a game. You immediately make up for that right there in the scoring. He's a better shooter. I think he's someone that would definitely help the team. Um, another shooting guard, and this is my more unrealistic one, Buddy Heald. Now, I have been high on Buddy Heald forever. I think his role in Sacramento is kind of getting worse and worse as the years go on. I think he was coming off the bench for a little bit last year. Um, Bogdanovich is gone now, so he probably should be starting. I don't know why he wouldn't be in the first place, but hey, things go sideways in Sacramento and Buddy Heald wants out. Boston, Boston should be in the front of the line. I think he'd be fantastic. And my last guy, Clint Capella. Celtics, uh, you know, he was someone I wanted the Celtics to get last offseason. The Hawks ended up training, uh, trading for him. Uh, he's just one of those guys, man, that, like, he's just a center that just runs the floor. He's quick, plays defense, and makes highlight plays, uh, rebounds. He just does everything that a modern big man should do besides shooting the ball. He can't shoot the ball, but he can run the floor with the, with the Jays, be perfect on the fast break, and I think he'd be amazing for this team. Um, and then one more guy I want to throw in there. This is completely unrealistic. This is a pipe dream, actually. So we're just going to imagine that we're, we're closing our eyes and we're dreaming for a second, Ryan, okay? Okay. Bradley Beal on the Boston Celtics. Now, I would love that. that the, here's the thing. Bradley Beal makes more than the trade exception. So yes. you're going to have to, even if the trade exception. By like point three more. Yeah, it's, it's not crazy that much number. off. It's really not off by much, but it is off. Regardless, even if the trade exception did cover his full contract, they still would probably have to put more in because it's Bradley Beal. You're not just going to get Bradley Beal for a trade exception. The Wizards aren't that stupid. Um, obviously, right now, Washington isn't looking to trade him. They're not looking to trade anyone. Um, supposedly, well, I don't know about John Wall. That's up in the air still. But 
they're not looking to trade Bradley Beal. But of course, in the NBA, every anything could happen. Literally next month, next week, Bradley Beal could be like, "I hate this place and I want to get traded." Boston should be should honestly be one of the first teams to inquire about him because one, Jace Tatum is his best friend, and that is definitely something that that Jace Tatum would love having his best friend in Boston and just having him with him. I know he just signed an extension, but that's a signing, Bradley Beal, that takes you to that next level and potentially keep someone like Tatum in Boston for much longer than the five-year extension he just signed. Because then you keep Bradley Beal around and whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not getting into if we'd have to trade like Jalen or anything, but I'm just saying pipe dream, Bradley Beal in Boston, it could happen. 100%. Right now it doesn't seem like it, but it realistically could happen in like eight months to a year from now. Way, way better duo than – the rumors that were going around before the James Harden to Boston one. Oh, uh, I, I hated I, bro, I, 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 I can't, about it. I, I can't tell you it. how much I hated that. I just hate, like, I've you, had can, so you can tell me all, you can tell me all the numbers that James Harden has. I do not care. You have to look at who the player is. You have and to what look offense how the player playing. operates. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You have to look at the offense he plays in. He is a hundred and, 50,000% isolation ball. Yep. We've already tried that with the fully isolation guy in Kyrie. And how did that work? <laughs> and how the hell did that work? Why would we want to do it with James Harden? James Harden, why? It baffles me. You know, it's, it's crazy, too, because, like, me and you, like, logically think, like, this isn't something, like, yes, it's James Harden, name value. That doesn't make us better. We'd have to no. trade so much to get him. We'd have to gut, like two of our five starters at the time, it would probably have to have been Kemba and Jalen to get Harden. So Why we're getting two we... guys. That stunts the growth of Tatum, first of all. We have Second, a... Keep people... going, keep going. My bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, you're good. No, it's like, I'm going to go on a little rant here because yeah, James Harden it. is an exceptional talent. I think he will be one of the best scorers of all time, but I also think he is one of the overrated, if not the most overrated player in NBA history because of the offense that he plays in, the seven seconds or less, the type of player that he is, all ISO. He doesn't work with anyone. They try. He can't work with Chris Paul. Who is he going to work with? He couldn't work with Chris Paul. You're going to tell me him and Russell Westbrook are going to work out? The the second that Russell Westbrook got traded to Houston, me and my friend who is an OKC fan, um, he was a big Westbrook fan. He was trying to argue with me that the Rockets were going to win it or they were going to be one of the best teams. And I was like, bro, I am telling you right now, that duo is not going to work. And it didn't. Nope. James Harden is not a guy that makes your team better. He has played in the system his entire uh, for the past few years in a system that revolves around him. He hasn't played in a team system in the one time that he did. He was coming off the bench when he was like 21, 22. And even then, he was a top option. Him being in Boston makes no sense. I've had people say, like, you just don't want winners. You want your team to be in the same place forever. It's like, no. He's not even a winner. Like, James Harden just... isn't a winner. He hasn't won anything. He's won, he, he's won regular season awards, which from what I've seen from him the last few years, that's all he cares about. He doesn't – not that he doesn't show up in the playoffs. He doesn't elevate his game in the playoffs. He can't you, – you're, ta- you're talking about the Celtics being stuck in the same spot. The Rockets haven't gone anywhere for years, and they've added all this talent to help him out. And now here they are with their backs against the wall looking – might have to trade him because it didn't work. And you're telling me we want that in Boston? A guy that's driven coaches out, that's driven players out. Chris Paul, one of the best leaders of all time. James Harden can't even play with him. No. 
They were one it, it game would. away. Someone did mention they were me. one game away. They, they I were know, one game. I know. I Chris know. Paul and his injuries. We know that. But like that's that is not something you can control. And at the end of the day, they still lost. I understand. Yeah. Like you, you have the that wishful thinking. I I think that way sometimes too. But at the end of the day, you lost. You never made it to the finals. That's just how it is. So, um, yeah, screw James Harden. Um, I think he's overrated as hell. Um, I don't want him in Boston. I tweeted it. I've said it a million times, and I'll say it a million times more. The last thing I ever want is James Harden to be wearing a Celtics jersey. If I ever saw him in a Celtics jersey, I might throw up because I would hate that I have to watch him play for my team every night. That's what I have to say. Ryan, the floor is yours. I just don't understand. Like, Well, here's what I do understand. Like, The numbers. The Shit. numbers, Mason. The numbers. The numbers. The numbers. The numbers. <laughs> the numbers. I don't care. I don't care about his goddamn numbers because he ha- he gets like a 40% usage. Bro, look at his, he has look the at his ball for half look at, the game. And look at the amount of times he shoots the ball. The ball is always in his hands. Bro, no wonder why he has those stats. People bro, don't get it. They don't get it. I don't care that he had over 11 assists. Like three years ago. Get, yeah, because I ball, don't care. He's supposed he, to. He if he had anything less, it would be a disappointment. He won't work in Boston. It is that simple. We have a fringe, maybe even a top 10 player in Jason Tatum. Why the hell would we take on another top 10 guy who I don't even think should be top 10? He's top 10 because of his numbers. And the way he plays, which I can't take away. He is good. He is good. Yeah, but it doesn't no. change the fact that it didn't work because <laughs> he, he is, is very... James Harden. He is James Harden. The way he plays, it does not fit what the Boston Celtics do. Do you think Danny Ainge is really going to take all the time and effort he's put into Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown over the past, like, four years to bring in James Harden to turn into an ISO ball team? You think he's going to start trading guys and be like, all right, Jason and James. Here you go. You guys are going to be exactly what the Rockets are, except there's Jason Tatum here instead of Chris. Paul. Yeah, Tatum. It would not work. Tatum's going to work. A Tucker because of what James Harden will do. Yeah, I'm glad Danny Ainge. You know, I. I'm glad Danny Ainge has a fucking brain. It goes without saying, but I'm pretty <laughs> happy that um I'm pretty happy that he doesn't listen to people on Twitter, and uh, people on oh. Twitter aren't the GMs of the Celtics. Because believe me. I've heard some crazy ass takes about James Harden when he was tied to the Celtics. Let me go over this. He's averaged over 30 points a game the last three seasons, and he, he, and he hasn't shot over 37% in any of those seasons. Um, has also never shot higher than 37% from three. Um, the guy is listen, a the guy puts fucking up, asshole. The guy puts up at least 22 shots a game. All right. Puts up the most shots in league per year. You're telling me that that isn't going to stunt the growth of either Tatum or Brown if God somehow we kept him if we ever got Harden? Mind you, Tatum, I have to um, tell you this. Tatum was like top 10 in shots last year, by the way. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine no. with that. So that's what I'm, I'm fine with that. that. No, I'm saying, I'm, is, saying that not... because, I'm saying that because obviously Jason Tatum is our guy. Yeah, Why would and, we and take James Harden? Too. Why would we take James Harden? And make him our guy. Why? No, when J- Jason Tatum fits the exact needs of the team, and he does exactly what he needs to do with the ball. And you hit the nail on the you hit the nail on the head. And I, I'm not really even going to like go go too much off of it. But like Danny Ainge has put in so much work into this team as far as developing Tatum and Brown goes. 
And you think he's just going to throw that away because of James Harden? Like, of all the people for him to throw that away for, it's James Harden. My ass. All right. Tatum shot 18 shots a game last season compared to uh, Brown's uh, – not Brown, compared to Harden's 22. But Tatum shot 45%. So he shot a little bit better than Brown. Uh, why do I keep saying Brown? He shot a little bit better than Harden, and he shot like 0.5% better from three, even more than that from three. Tatum was 14th, by the way, last year in shots, and James Harden was third behind yeah. Beal, behind Beal, which he had to take oh, that Beal many and shots. Trey. And his teammate, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Really? He took more shots? He took more shots per game than James wow. Harden. I was honestly thinking you were going to say, like, Trey Young or something like that. Trey Young. Tra- no, Trey, Trey Young is right behind James Harden. Damn. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that just shows that, uh, you know, ISO, ISO players that just chuck the ball up at uh, not efficiently doesn't really work doesn't and bradley help. bradley beal had to take that many shots considering well yeah i'm talking more of harden and uh yeah Russell. no i was just Beale, saying it was more understandable because they almost made the playoffs i mean he did his thing and they still almost made the playoffs so that right. i think that's a testament to him um right. yeah okay i'm glad we're on the same page there we never even planned on talking about james harden um <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny yeah funny no, to bring no up. I'm, I'm happy we did because that is definitely something that, you know i i didn't really get to talk about when it happened a few weeks ago um because I, I was working at the time and i didn't really get a chance to talk about it much so um yeah no i'm glad we're on the same page there oh okay. real, real quick yeah, go ahead go ahead before you go on matt hoffman on twitter just wanted me to tell you he says hi so i just wanted matt, to say that we need to get matt on the show yes we do too long i wanted to do long. that real quick before we kept going all right shout out good. matt hoffman follow him on twitter um matt Hawn. i have it you have it's it right. say his name it's right here it is Matty Light. It's Matty Light. That's right. At Matt Hoff underscore M A T T H O F F underscore. He's one of guy. the cool. One of the coolest the guys we know. The, the man, man. The man. Shout out Math. Shout out Matt. Hi Matt. Math. Uh, math. Math. I've never been good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know math. All right. Changing directions here. All right. Let's talk about the draft. Ryan. Yeah. Do you like the guys at the Celtics drafted or not? I love it. Actually, I'm I'm not even that upset with how the draft went. I think a lot of people um, will just find whatever they can to get mad at Danny Ainge. We got the best shooter by far in the draft. So, and a yep. guy who can create yep. a shot. Yep. Um, I went on YouTube just to see um, what guys are comparing him to, and I know I almost passed out guys. when I watched Aaron Naismith highlights for the first time. I just yeah. put that out there. I was legit. Like taken away, my people, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't breathe for ten minutes. Some people, those videos I was watching, these are guys that are very well known. Also, I just don't know their name. I just know their voice, but they were comparing him to Clay Thompson, which Dude. is, I mean, like that is a, and they are That's saying his, they are saying his, um, his floor is Danny Green. Hey, Danny Green's a three-time NBA champion, so, great shooter. Clay yep. Thompson, all-star, NBA champion. Wouldn't mind either. Well, I mean, I prefer Clay, of course, but. I guess you can't go wrong with either. I love the Naismith pick because he is immediately going to open the floor for the Boston Celtics, considering the reputation he's already coming into the league with. He is going to open it up immediately. I love that pick, and I also love the Peyton Pritchard pick. I think we could have gotten it in the second round, Um, maybe. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. our our third pick was a little deep there, but – I honestly do not see what is so bad about taking Peyton Pritchard in a draft with so much uncertainty to begin with. 
we have zero idea. Like, why not just take a shot on a guy? And we did. We took a shot on a guy that fits the team perfectly. He is a Boston Celtics player. Um, he can also shoot from deep. And he is also yes. also certified by Dame Lillard. So if Dame Lillard is saying a guy is good. You should probably listen. Probably listen. True. And I, I am very happy to see what Peyton Pritchard can do for us. And I think he's going to learn a lot from Marcus. Um, and the guy, <laughs> I think the best video I saw of him was last year. I think it was at Washington. He hits a go-ahead three, and they're at Washington. And I love this. This is why I'm going to love this guy. He's saying this is my court, <laughs> my court at Washington. That's at the end of the the, disres- the disrespect in front of the whole crowd. This That's is my court, baby. This is my court. I'm going to absolutely love this guy. I'm not even mad about it. I love it more than anything because I just want to see what he can do. And what? who knows? We might have just found a diamond in the rough, you know? So yeah. why not take a shot? Um, he could be – he's a Fred Van Vliet type of player. Um, I don't know if he'll turn out to be like him, but I think we have something with him because he wants to bring a lot of energy and he wants to make an instant impact and he wants to prove why Danny Ainge took him. So I'm happy with the two picks and even Yam, um, Yam, Yam, yeah, Yamater, whatever his name yeah. is. Yeah, uh, he's he's just like a stash guy. We'll see what happens. He's not bad. I've seen some highlights. He's not no, terrible, he but breaks, he's definitely one. He's definitely one of those guys that Danny was like, all right, I can't get rid of this pick. We don't have any roster space. We'll just get an overseas guy. We yeah. might never see him. It's okay. It, it's whatever. Um, right. So I wanted to pick up a few things that you said. You said you talking about we could have gotten a diamond in the rough with Pritchard and even Naismith even. And this is why I think that you're right when you say that. And I think that this is going to be the case for a lot of players because we didn't have the NCAA tournament this year. Nope. This was a very weird draft because there are a lot of players that went under the radar that could have been projected to go higher if they got to finish out the season and if there was a tournament. Because that tournament really elevates players like that tournament really boosts up their stock um like for example lonzo ball at ucla he was always going to be a top prospect but he had a good tournament run so that immediately you know put him at number two that locked him in at number two he like tournaments it's when the no-name players make a name for themselves carson edwards for example Right. The guy, yeah, that's I mean, why we picked him. Like, he was a good scorer, but then he went off in the tournament and he hit like 29 threes. Like, that's what made him so likable. That's what made the Celtics, you know, notice him. So, exactly. there, there was none of that this year. So, there are going to be players that, you know, could have gone undrafted or went in the second round that were going to be like, holy shit, like, where'd these guys come from? But it's like, wait a minute. They never had a chance to really showcase their talents. So, I think guys like Pritchard definitely can turn into something uh can turn into someone special especially with Kemba you know he's dealing with his knee injury still I think he's going to get a, a not a good chunk I think he's going to get a healthy amount of minutes to start and I think he's going to get good run off the bench um you're talking about Fred Van Vliet there was this one same thing that you said I don't know his name but I know he's like one of the best college basketball analysts that there is he compared him before the draft he compared him to Fred Van Vliet Fred Van Vliet was undrafted gritty player no not the best defensive player but he's going to be in your like in your face he's gonna he plays hard someone goes up and he's going to try to strip the ball out of him hits big shots i don't know how many uh pritchard highlights you've seen you saw oh oh every single highlight i see i'm hard i'm sure you saw this it was like this tournament it was in the bahamas and he went up against seton hall gonzaga and north carolina against seton hall and gonzaga these are all like 
played Seton Hall. They were down like 15, 20. They come back and Pritchard was literally like the reason why. Like he just hit and was, was just hitting insane shots. Took them to the next game. They played Gonzaga. Seton Hall was ranked higher than them. Played Gonzaga. The next day, they got back to their hotel at 1 a.m. Played the next day against Gonzaga. Same thing. Went down 15-20. Came back and won. Pritchard led the, like, led the entire way. Like He was just undeniable. Then again, they played North Carolina. That was like sixth ranked. They lost to them, but they kept it close. Pritchard shows up in big like big games like he loves those bright lights like he loves it when like the pressure's on and he needs to step up like that's the type of player he is he's gritty hit marcus smart's gonna love him he's gonna love marcus. yes he's yes, one of these 100%. guys he, i'll be honest with you like he kind of reminds me of grayson allen a little bit like i don't like if he if he wasn't on the celtics i wouldn't like him but since he's on the team like i'll deal with him like i'm totally cool with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, not- I i i well I just don't like Grayson Allen to begin with. And I yeah, I mean, I, I personally – Peyton Pritchard's think, already better. I think Grayson's just a douche uh, – <laughs> and I think Grayson's just, like, a not a good guy in general. But He's a mean dude. Just like that – I mean, like, someone that just, like, gets in your face and, like, is super competitive is what I'm trying to say. So, Pritchard there, like it. Didn't know who he was at first. I will say that. But since I've done research and I've uh, found out a lot about him, I, I do like the pick. Aaron Naismith. Now, this is the one, Ryan. Yes. This is the one – I have very – I can't think at the top of my head, and I've tried to think of this, of a time where one of my favorite sports teams drafted someone that I legitimately wanted from the very beginning. And I was like, I want the Celtics to get him. Don't think they're going to get him, but he would be amazing if they did. Last year, every single year I have one player that I fall in love with that I think is going to be a stud. Last year was Tyler Hero, and I, I wanted him on the Celtics so bad, went one pick ahead. I loved Onyeka. He went to Atlanta, the center. Loved him and Naismith. Those are my two guys. I knew Onyeka was kind of a pipe dream, so I didn't really get too hyped up about it. But Naismith is the best shooter in the draft. The Celtics drafted the best shooter in the draft. 52% from three, ladies and, and gentlemen. here is the thing. Here is the thing. Yes, best shooter in the draft, 52% from three. That's his game. Like, that is his strong suit. But then you watch his highlights, and then you're like, wait a minute. Watch this how he kid moves. This could do much more than shoot. This yep. kid has an offensive skill set for a rookie that is unbelievable. Like yep. he can do just about everything on offense. Like, NBA ready. Shoot off the dribble, pull up mid range, drives, can dunk. He's athletic. He's six six. Has a like nearly a seven foot wingspan. He's only getting like. Granted, I mean it's not gonna be by much, but you know players still get a little taller. He could grow another half inch or something. Who knows? Puts on some NBA weight, gets a little – he's already jacked. He's already ripped. Puts on some NBA muscle. Boy, I'm telling you, he's not yes. going to. He's not going to right away. But, Ryan, I think by the end of the year, the playoff – the lineup going into the playoffs is going to be Kemba, Jalen, Naismith, Tatum, and Thompson. Oh, no, I can, I can see that. That is going to be the starting lineup in the playoffs. I, I can see – right now. I can see Naismith starting halfway through the season. He is going to be – a stud he's good he's our tyler hero what we what tyler hero did to us in the playoffs this past year is what naismith is going to do to other teams for us that's right. what we were missing if we got tyler hero in last year's draft oh my gosh i'm not saying we would have won the finals because i think it was destiny for the lakers to win but we would have beat the heat we would have absolutely beat the heat now we have mm-hmm. naismith now and he's our hero 
We've been asking for up, this. Bro. We've been asking for this as fans, though. We've been. I've asking been asking for someone like Naismith for so long, yes. dude. Like someone yes. like him, and the fact Sharp that shooter. we actually like got him, bro. Like I, like my heart was racing. Like I couldn't even believe that we drafted him. You know what? I think Danny gets way just too like talking. Yeah, no, because I've well, I was already thinking that before he does get too much shit. But just hearing us talk and like this just like confirms what I was thinking. Like. He honestly did not do a bad job this offseason. I no, it's just it's I just mean, because everyone expects him to go above and beyond and do like the most. You don't well, need to do people, the most. People I think have he, these expectations in their head and they have these fantasies of players that they think they can get and it doesn't happen and then they get disappointed. And then also reports that aren't even true. So yeah, and, and I honestly the I the Danny did a solid job. I love the Naismith pick. I think there's opportunity with uh Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I think the Tristan Thompson signing is very solid. I think that mm-hmm. is like, you know, Ennis Cantor could rebound and be big inside, but he couldn't defend. Defense. And Tristan Thompson can do that. Um, the Jeff Teague signing is just, I think Jeff Teague is going to be a temporary piece of this team. So, and yeah. I think, I think he is only here because Danny Ainge understands he does not have a vet point guard to start the season, and he needs someone to fill in for Kemba, and that's Jeff Teague. Exactly. Just go for the cheapest option. He'll be gone by the deadline, I bet. I, um, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't know yeah. if I I don't know. I haven't really thought. He's about taking up he, too much room for guys to you know. Yeah, I, I elevate their game. I haven't thought about whether or not they'd get rid of him halfway through the season. I can definitely see that as a possibility, especially if Kemba gets healthy. Um, and you, you know, Pritchard, he gets better and stuff and who knows if they get someone else. But, um, yeah, I think Jeff Teague is, he's one of those signings that like, he's just insurance. He's really just insurance for Kemba's injury because I think Kemba isn't going to play much to start the year if at all, or he's just going to get load managed a crap ton throughout the year, which I think is fine too. As long as he's healthy for the playoffs, that's all that matters. Um, but I, I, I don't mind the signing. I don't. I'm not trying to say anything bad about him, but he's not as good as people think he is. He was. He, he put up eleven. He had a little bit. He was. He is a little bit better than Wanamaker. That's he all is he better is. than Wan. I. I will. I think he's better than Wanamaker. I think Only he has a little. better all around game. Um, and he's 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 a veteran. He's been in the NBA for years, and he's been on good teams. He's been. He was in Atlanta. He was an All Star. The guy. The guy has experience. It's just he isn't that player anymore. He put up 11 and five last year in 25 minutes. I think he was both off the bench and starting. I think he was doing a little bit of both. Um, so he can contribute. Like he can, he'll give you stuff, but it's not like, I, I think people are expecting too much out of him. I think they're going to think that he's going to be like the best backup point guard in the NBA. And that's just not, that's just not who he is. Um, I think it's solid, you know, for the veteran experience, I think he'll be solid to start, you know, if Kemba's not there, but definitely not a long-term thing. Yeah. Definitely not. Temporary. Um, yeah, with with everything that's happened this offseason, I low-key feel like we improved a little bit. I think that we're better. I, I think s- one more signing and we're better than we were last yes, year. Yes, because if you look at the guys we have drafted, if you have looked at how Danny Ainge's approach needs and team fit, I think a lot of people – are really underestimating what he's done for this team. He's he's gotten what we've needed. Yes, Shooters and a solid big man, Tristan I'm, Thompson. But people I, are mad that Tristan Thompson isn't a, a big name player. Like no. that's what it is. Here's the thing: you are not going to find a better big in the league that is going to beat out Jokic or AD, maybe even Bam. It, there's nothing. 
there is the tier right below those elite bigs and Tristan Thompson would be in that tier. That yeah. was that's me and Miles Turner was also in that tier. He's solid. Tristan Thompson's a d- walking double double and he's really he's an like, NBA champion. I told you too like he's started shooting threes last year. So Danny uh, Brad Stevens is going to be like hard for him as soon as he comes to Boston. He's yes. going to have him spread in the floor. He can play the paint. He's not the best defender in the world, but hey, he's a body. He's better than what we had before. It's I, just like you can't complain about it's an upgrade. No matter what way you look at it, it's an upgrade. And people can't be mad about an upgrade. It's not it's not we can't go out and get these big name players and think you can keep the entire roster intact. It's just not possible. Look at Danny Ainge. He didn't get Miles Turner, so he goes around and signs Tristan Thompson for nine million. That's a steal. So a lot of people consider that's that a to be a, that's a very underrated pickup for Boston because that fills a lot of needs for us. And I'm mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be I don't think he's going to start to begin the year. I think Tice is still going to start just because of chemistry. But I do think Thompson is going to eventually start like 20, 30, maybe halfway through the season, mm-hmm. something like that. I, I can't see him coming off the bench for too long, especially if he can put up like 10 and 10, 10 and 12 for us. Like, perfect. That's all I need. Can I, can I break down real quick why I think Danny Ainge low-key improved the team a little bit better? Break it down for me. All right. This goes back to my point. I never even really got to explain at the beginning of the episode where I said I wasn't really even that upset um, with Gordon Hayward um, not really getting anything back if we did, uh, if we didn't, but we did. We were, you you know, out of everyone, how I feel about Gordon Hayward and his Mm -hmm. injuries. We were paying for a guy to play in the regular season and this guy who was supposed to be one of our most important factors was never, was never there in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So we're paying a guy, go out there, play some nice regular season games, get hurt. We won't see you in the playoffs when, you need, when we need you most. What I, I explained this on my Instagram podcast too when everyone was talking about how we lost three main guys, that being Kyrie, Horford, and Hayward. No. I, I, no. I, no, no, listen, listen. I explained it all on that, on that post, and I – I honestly think I did a good job of explaining it because people really just don't, don't think understand. They, use they don't use their brain. Gordon Hayward, again, look, we were paying the details. We were paying for God to play in the regular season. What were we losing? We would get to the playoffs and he wouldn't even be, be there to begin with. We the beat Ross- all those teams without Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. We beat all those teams without Gordon Hayward. If we were giving him away and we weren't getting anything back, what were we really losing to begin with? Honestly, what were we really no, losing? I'm, we I'm weren't. We, I get we that. weren't losing. We weren't losing anything. So how could people expect us to gain anything back when there's nothing there to begin with? And it's not even his fault because of obviously the tragic injury that occurred. But there was literally nothing lost if he just walked out for mm-hmm. nothing. There was I just, nothing. I was just more annoyed if it happened for nothing, like knowing that Danny Ainge could have done something. Yes, yes. That's I the agree, only instance. I but I understand what you're saying. He wasn't in the playoffs. I'm not saying he was the reason because I think there were multiple reasons why they lost to the Heat. But him coming yes. back didn't help because he didn't. He wasn't healthy. He tried to rush back and tried to help the team, which as a player, as a competitor, I respect that. I understand what he was trying to do. And I understand the Celtics are in a position where they're like, okay, Hayward's healthy. We're going to put him back in. It wasn't those situations where they were like, he wasn't even healthy to begin with. It was like they had no choice, but to throw him back in. And like I said, that wasn't ultimately the reason why they lost. It didn't help. But um, 
I, him the, being the, gone. Mm. Look at a roster now. This is no. It's better than it was in the playoffs. So that's if you what look, I'm saying. If you're comparing the roster that's what I'm now, saying, man. if you're comparing it now to the regular season last year, I'd say last year's regular season slightly better, just because Hayward did average almost 18. He brings a lot to the table. Regular but I season, do, but compared to the playoffs, the playoff roster, I think we're better. The regular season because Hayward wasn't there in the in the playoffs, and this team obviously looked fantastic. Like it is sick. Like it's good for him that he came and averaged eighteen points per game for us in the regular season last year. Now go do that in the playoffs for me. Oh, yeah, you can't. No, I, oh, exactly, you can't. Exactly. You can't because exactly, you're hurt. Exactly. You can't because you hurt. Why you am I having you on your team? Why is it such a big deal that you left? I have literally no. I I didn't freak out about it at all. I didn't even like like. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know out. what ex- I don't even know what expression to use. It I just don't know. It was pointless to get that mad over when we did all of that for years without mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward. It's weird because like I'm, I'm anything I agree with anything you. would be anything would be an improvement at that point. I'm in basically. the same boat. I'm in the same boat, and I I agree with what you're saying. It it it's it's weird because he I never wanted him to leave. It wasn't one of those instances where it was like this off season I wanted Hayward to leave. It just came down to, like, if you wanted to leave, let's try to get something back from him. If he leaves, whatever. We weren't going to have any money to work with anyways, whether he stayed or not. And I, a lot of people don't, but I've learned to be patient and trust Danny H because if something like that happens, he has a plan. Hayward left, we got two solid veterans, and we ultimately got a trade exception. It all worked out, okay? So it's not like... Dan, and going back to what you were saying, Danny Ainge, people giving him too much shit. The dude did a great – had a phenomenal offseason with the, with the hand that he was dealt and what he had to deal with. The fact that he got what he did out of that whole Hayward situation, the fact that he got anything out of that is impressive alone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not upset that Hayward's gone. I'm not. I, would I have liked for him to stick around and, you know, just figure it out and, like, try to get healthy? Yeah. No. Yeah, he would have never figured you know it out. Me, yes, I think if he would have never figured it out because of the injuries. If he kept getting injured, then it just would have been a mess. I, I agree. It's I know. too much of a risk. I know. I know. Ultimately, and, and the fact that the Hornets thought he was worth thirty million dollars yeah, is laughable. That's laughable. Well, it's well. That's the thing. That and another thing to me that I think about too is the report was the Celtics made him an offer, and it really wasn't that much less than what the Hornets offered him. So he really either want to be out of Boston or just really wants to be like a top scoring option again, because he's only going to make like 5 million more a year on the can Hornets. I, he ain't going to win anything on the Hornets. So can I, I just care about championships. Can I just tell you tell what, the, what the perfect um, metaphor or something is to explain the Charlotte Hornets signing? Go ahead. Go, go to their Twitter. Look at the video that they posted about Gordon Hayward. Oh, oh look it, who we have. 75% of the video are Utah <laughs> Jazz, Jazz videos. Utah Jazz videos. Oh, my God. This yeah. is what I'm saying. What are yeah. we losing? People, <laughs> I people. saw you tweeted that earlier, and I was what like, are, no way. Yes. What are we losing, people? The fact that the Charlotte Hornets have to use videos oh, from so the funny. previous team <laughs> should so say everything about Gordon Hayward's time in Boston. What the hell are we losing? The hell are we losing? And guess what? We still gained shit out of it. We still gained something. We did. All right. All right. So people people shitting on Danny Ainge. Yes, Danny Ainge has opportunities. But ultimately, Danny Ainge doesn't make the decisions for other people. 
People have their own bodies. They make their own decisions. Just because names come up in rumors doesn't mean they're actually even mm -hmm. involved in that name. But <laughs> hey, deep breaths, deep breaths. Come on. I'm going to say, I'm going to read a tweet right now. And then I want to, I just, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to say the tweet. And I just want to, I want to see what you do after I say this. All right. All right. That's fine. Out of 246 games, Hayward played on 125 and averaged 13 points, five rebounds and three assists a game. Did the Celtics get their money's worth? <laughs> you're, 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 did, you're, did they get their money's worth? No. <laughs> and, and like, no. And because, and, and it's again, it's again, it's not his fault that five minutes until his yeah, Celtics career yeah, that yeah, his leg had to completely I fall think apart. The, I, think, I think he was worth the money this past season when he was healthy. You have to, you have to base your judgment off of what has happened throughout that time like he was worth that contract years ago he was oh, here's the he thing was. There he was, was no, worth that there deal. was no like going around that when he was going to get signed to a max deal from someone it didn't off of an all-star appearance contracts yeah he was he had a filthy year before that yeah he he was worth the money but is he worth the money that we've been giving him the past four hell no hell no and even if there were some way to bring him back like, I don't even know. Like, I, I'd be like, okay, whatever. Let's see what happens. But I, I, I already know what's going to happen. He's going to get hurt. He's going to go to Charlotte, and he's going to want to be, like, the top priority. And guess what? The Charlotte Hornets are paying him $30 million a year to not even see the playoffs. And even if they do, they <laughs> won't see him in the playoffs. They'll be playing without him. He's not even gonna make the playoffs. He's gonna make good job. Send him. Get Yo, him. How out does of here. how does Michael Jordan go from the best basketball player of all time to the worst GM of all time? Because he's uh, bad. He's no. really like a bad GM. No, like, if he's we're being completely bad. honest. He's bad. No, he's, I was doing. He's very I, was, bad. I wrote an article the other day about like a free agent targets for Celtics, and one of the guys I brought up was Frank Kaminsky. Um, I I, I remember I, <laughs> the Celtics offered the Hornets. Four first-round picks to try to get Justice Winslow in the 2015 draft. One of those picks, well, one of them was their pick that year, which was like 15-16. One was the Memphis pick that ended up being Romeo. And the other was one of the Nets picks that I don't know if it was Brown or Tatum. It was one of them. The Hornets, <laughs> Michael, Michael Jordan said no because he wanted Frank Kaminsky. And now he's, in, now he's a free agent, an unrestricted free agent. Michael Jordan doesn't know how to make good decisions in the, in the no. office. No, he can make. He's a great bat, the best basketball player of all time, the worst GM of my lifetime. <laughs> of my personal, I'm sure there have been bad GMs in the past, but Michael Jordan is up there. Like I don't know, like all time ranks, but like he has to be up there as yeah. far as the worst GMs in basketball. He is. Please, Adam. Yeah, thirty million dollars for Gordon Hayward. The dude played 125 games the last three years now, and hasn't showed up in the playoffs. Who really? Thirty million dollars. Now Dante, who really won that sign and trade? Obviously the Celtics. Yes. I mean, regardless of whether or not they got a sign and trade, I say the Celtics won that because they don't have to do. I think it's a win just getting. That's him why off this your is team. so weird because I'm saying this, but like at the same time, I'm thinking I still wouldn't have minded him on the team. No, I but think it, where it I'm is, at right now, I'm at a crossroad. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm content with where we are. I'm happy we don't have him anymore. But it's just that wishful thinking because there's always that small part. Hayward's good. He just can't stay healthy. If he no. stayed healthy, he would. Last year's team would have been. We would have been in the finals if Hayward never got hurt against uh, Philly. We, uh, we would have been in the finals. He, and we just guess, guess what? 
Guess what? That's that's why I don't want him on the Celtics. I know, and that's fine. Send him to Charlotte. Send him to Charlotte so he can go make thirty millions a year. So he can go play on his stupid Xbox, P- right? P- P- and 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 miss PC, the playoffs. The rest, PC, he's a PC player. Come oh on! Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Listen, PC, his computer, I need people to let him understand. let him miss the playoffs the rest of his career. Let him rob. I don't even care. Listen, the guy he wants didn't... to be a the guy wants to be a loser and go to a losing franchise instead of trying to win a championship on the Celtics. Then go for it. I'm go, just saying. Go ahead. I just need people to understand that the reason why I'm defending Hayward isn't because like. People might not understand why I'm defending him. It's because he's good when he's healthy. He is. He just can't stay healthy. If health wasn't an issue, we wouldn't be in this situation. If health wasn't an issue, I wouldn't be saying to get him off my I team. I know. That's what I need you know people to understand that's where thing. I'm coming from. That, that's what people have to understand where I'm coming from because I always thought Gordon Hayward was good. No matter. But with what has happened with him, I don't want him here anymore. No, it's, it's just it is, a lot. It is hurting, it's a lot to handle. It is hurting the team. It doesn't make sense. To have a guy that can't consistently stay healthy, which means you can't have a consistent uh, rotation of players, which means the chemistry all gets thrown off, which means the play style gets everything from one player, one injury, so much could get thrown off. Mm -hmm. And we saw that. We saw that because guess what? Marcus Smart had to come off the bench and he had to start. Which means guess what? Our bench got hurt. Yeah. And what happened? What was our weakest point? Our bench. This is what I'm talking about. Anything would be better than Gordon Hayward. I give a rat's ass about his regular season stats. I don't care. Good job. He averaged 18 in the regular season. I don't care. What is he doing in the playoffs? Nothing because he's hurt. He's hurt. Do you think – why do you think LeBron doesn't care about the regular season? Because he knows it doesn't matter. He's going to make it to the playoffs anyways and Mm -hmm. try to beat his – work his ass off and make it to the final. It it doesn't matter. I don't want to hear any of that talk about what Gordon Hayward did, what his stats showed. Did he play in the playoffs for us? No. There you go. I really have nothing to say to that because I can't argue with you. I mean, you can't it's just... argue with, no one can argue with me. I'm sorry. If you try to argue with me, please show me his regular, his playoff stats. Please show me all that time and effort he put into the playoffs. And it, it, it was because of his injury. I get it. But yeah, you can't keep someone around. And that's why Charlotte, you question why they gave a guy $30 million a year that isn't going to see the playoffs. Yep. Obviously getting LaMelo, like they're hoping they can do something. But let me tell you, they're gonna waste that team ain't making too. the playoffs. I'm just telling. You, I think Lamelo is gonna be is gonna be good, but I don't think he's gonna be leading his team to the playoffs his rookie year. Nope. Um. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I Gordon Hayward's gone. I mean, it's a relief to a lot of people. Some people might miss him. In some ways, I might. But at the end of the day, I'll I'll cope with it because um I ultimately think the team's gonna is gonna be better. Um, is gonna be much better without him. And that pains me to say because I, I I thought when he was healthy he was good, but he was. It is what it is. He's in Charlotte. That's that. That's all we can say now. Um, if Naismith starts to pop off, and you know, like we just have guys step up, like I think Brown's going to have a much better. I think Brown's going to have a phenomenal statistical year. I think yep. he's going to take another big jump. Tatum is going to be just as good. He's just going to. He's just keeps getting better. Those two guys are going to make leaps. Naismith, I think, is going to be a star. I think the team's going to be okay. Yep. The, the biggest thing for me is just, like, making up for that scoring. So that's why I want them to get one more, like, solid score. Um, yep. But, like, like like I said, if, if, Naism- if Naismith, like, turns into the guy that I think he can become and Tatum and Brown take another big step, that'll, that'll, be, more than, that'll be more than fine. That, hey. and, and plus, Jeff Teague, I mean, he's not going to give you, like, 
15 a game, but you know, 10, 11 points is better than what Wanamaker is giving you. So, I mean, I guess you have that too. Yep. So, um, I mean, it'll work out. It'll all work out. I, 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 I said this earlier. I think the team is on the right path of being better than they were last year. Um, and I think so it all comes down to the playoffs and they were filthy in the playoffs last year. So I can only imagine what they'll be like when they make it back there. Um, this upcoming year. One thing I do want to say, Ryan, and I'm fucking really hope I'm wrong about this. I really hope Hayward leaving doesn't mean that we're going to get stuck with someone else that's going to be riddled with injuries. <laughs> yeah. Because we have yeah. some bad. I'm knocking on wood right now because I'm telling you, this team has the worst luck with injuries. I know Kemba has his own thing going on right now, but I'm saying like when one door closes, another one opens, and I f- pray that we don't have to deal with that again. I. All I that, was, that sucked. That, that sucked. <laughs> all I got to say is, after one season of the Kemba um, experience, I love Kemba Walker. I love Kemba. But I love him. guess what I'm going to tell you about? Guess if what I'm going to say healthy, then what? If he, if, he can't, if he can't stay healthy, get him the hell off my team. That's why we didn't, I didn't really talk about this with the trade exception, but Danny Ainge has up to a year to use it. He probably – will not if i he's more likely than not to use it next off season than this off season next off um i think it be it would be i think it would be a better better bet for him to hold on to it and use it next off season because one there's gonna be more options more free agents more movement in the league you'd see what happens after this year and two if kemba's knee just gives out on him you can use that to get a point guard kemba's knees you know what i mean so it's like instead of using that on like a wing or a big that we might not need in the long run why don't you save that just in case Kemba goes down and you can use that to get a a a really good point guard one guy I saw DeJounte Murray listen to me right now DeJounte Murray on the San Antonio Spurs if the Celtics I would give up the rights to my firstborn if it meant DeJounte Murray can put on a Celtics jersey I think that kid is a stud I would love him I don't think it's gonna happen but it's a name that I saw I think that would be fantastic but I'm just saying hypothetically Kemba Walker goes down. You probably should want to have that exception in your back pocket just in case. So right. that's why I think he'll hold on to it. But hopefully it all works out. Hopefully they can just load manage the crap out of him this year and he'll be good for the playoffs. That's all that matters. As long as he's good for the playoffs, then so what? I don't care what he does in the regular season. I want to see cardiac Kemba in the playoffs. That's for I sure. I do too, man. We didn't get to really see it this past year. He, so. was, he wasn't very good in the playoffs to begin with either, so, which was very upsetting. But that's what I'm saying, you know, Kemba's knee, if that becomes a thing too, I, you know how I am. If you can't stay healthy, I love you as as a Boston Celtic, but I can't have you on my team because you're just hurting the team. And Gordon Hayward, bye. Yeah, that, that's that's what it comes down to. If You, you got to stay healthy. You, you got to stay healthy if you want to, especially if you're getting paid max dollars. I mean, that's yep. nothing. Kemba's getting paid max, and he's – He's got to be healthy. Yep. So, all right. Well, we talked about a lot. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> actually we more were getting... than what we wanted to, but at yes. the same time, it's the first episode back. We had a lot to talk about, so we yes, we sir. we had two topics. We want to talk about Hayward, the trade exception, and the draft, and then we just kind of went off. Went off. That's fine. We wanted to talk about Evan Turner right before we started recording. Evan Turner. Um, he's the new assistant coach for the Celtics. Yes. And if you had that on your bingo card for things to happen in 2020, then cover that because that, that just happened. Um, I like it. Did I, like I know, did I know he was re- like on the verge of retiring and becoming a coach? Nope. Not at all. Did I think he was going to, did I think he was a free agent that was, someone was going to sign for him or whatever, or trade from whatever it is. 
yeah, I think he can still play. He's only played for 10 years. He was a number two overall pick. Evan Turner was so beloved in Boston. As a coach now, he is a, quote, monster. He gives, mm-hmm. he gives the Boston media some phenomenal quotes, and he's going to be doing that all the time now. So I love it. I, I think it's great. Player development coach, I mean, screw it. I mean, I, I, sure, why not? Yep. Everyone in Boston loves him. He loves Boston. Good guy. Brad, Brad Steven. Guy. Brad Stevens got Evan Turner a bag. Up. That, that's for sure. He lo- they're loading up. They're making a run. I'm telling you. They're I not, think they're not just adding players to the bench. They're adding players to the coaching staff too. Yeah, I well, I think it's for depth. If someone gets hurt, Evan Turner. imagine. Oh my gosh, <laughs> someone goes gets hurt and he like everyone needs to play backup point guard. He uh, probably could. He, he I wouldn't even mind it, honestly. I he could still play. I definitely think he could be a solid backup somewhere. He's a good playmaker. Yeah, I, I, Evan yeah Turner. so Evan Turner, assistant coach in Boston. Brad Stevens and Evan Turner, the greatest duo in Boston since Dante Toro and Ryan Sheehan. Yeet. <laughs> so that's all we really had for today, Ryan. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we, before we close out this episode? Danny Ainge is a good GM. That's it. Danny Ainge is a good GM. Love and trust Marcus Smart and be patient with this team. We're, we're, we're going to go far this year. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for – for joining us for this new episode of chasing banners we are going to be we're going to be back full-time we're going to be consistent you're going to be seeing updates on the regular um whether it's on social media we're going to be posting episodes once a week at least Uh, we're going to do once a week for sure and then if we want to add one more you know emergency uh emergency podcast or like whatever like we will do that as well but me and ryan are back um we're we're chasing banners the celtics are absolutely going to be chasing that banner number 18 this year. So we are more than excited to, to cover it to, and just to give you guys all the news and, you know, give us our, give you guys our thoughts and opinions because this is what we love to do. We love interacting with you guys and without, you know, the listeners and all this, we, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you guys, of course, for listening in and coming back, even though we've been gone for a while. So we we're excited to, you know, with everything that's going to be going on the next few months and we're going to have a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. So my name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on deck. You can follow me across all social media at Dante on deck. Um, on Twitter, you can find my, my blog, my website, Dante on deck um, dot blog. You can find all, all my work there. And you can also find the, the Twitter handle to chasing banners and you can follow us on Twitter at chasing banners. Now, Ryan, take, take it away, my man, plug all your stuff in. tell these beautiful people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at 401Sheehan. Um, you can find everything. I talk Celtics most of the time, and then I'm just silly all the other times. Um, I have my own podcast that I'm also trying to get back um, into a groove with uh, called Sheehan's World. That's just my own personal pod. I do it by myself, and I have guests come on uh, each episode. Um, basically, anything is talked about on there. So. If you're ever just up for anything, uh, take a look. And I have an Instagram for that called Sheehan's World Pod. Uh, a lot of stuff on there uh, you'll like to see. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Hell, yeah. Check out Ryan. Check out our uh, our social media accounts. You'll Everything you want to know about the Celtics, you want to follow along. We'll, we, we always give you all the breaking news and our honest opinions about things. So, check us out there once also, again. Also, oh, sh- shout out uh, Ev Singleton. Shout um, out Ev Singleton, our boy. Yes, yes. He is, uh, you can follow him at Boston at Ev Guy Boston. He is the founder of Guy Boston Sports. He's helped us out a ton with podcasting. You know, putting our 
our pod on his site, helping us out with merchandise. Um, just in general, like, I mean, personally, like he's given me a lot of great advices, you know, how to build up through social media and just, you know, helping me climb the ranks and just give me a lot of great advice. So we're, we're very grateful for Evan. And uh, he also, I'm going to post a picture. I know, I think you did. As yeah, well. that, that's what but I was about to get. He to. sent us a, uh, you can say that you can plug it in. Yeah. I was just going to say he sent us um, his new Teddy Celtic merch. Uh, you should totally check it out. I think it's one of the best Celtics merch you can get. Um, it's just a really nice sweatshirt, honestly. Um, it's just got the nice Teddy in the center and it's got the Jason Tatum arm sleeve. It looks like it's just a really nice shirt. A lot of people like it. So I I'm really happy. I got one. Yeah. And that's just one of the many things that he has on his site. So you guys should check that out. Um, guy, Follow him on Twitter at F guy, Boston. Um, but yeah, that's our, uh, we shout out Matt Hoffman, shout out Evan, uh, shout out Evan. So thank you guys again for listening. We love you all. We hope you uh, stay safe, stay healthy through everything going on. God bless you guys. And until next time, go Celtics. Peace out, guys. Go Celtics.